just so we're clear, uh, I'm not Pastor Dan. Um, no, uh, uh, Pastor Dan did not eat a whole bunch over Christmas break. Uh, no, I'm Shane. I'm the student pastor here at Grace. Uh, and I'm excited because I get to speak with you guys today. And I just want to ask one question. Who's ready for 2021? Anybody ready for 2021? And as I was preparing for this, I kind of had this moment. At first I was just like excited, like, yes, I get to speak with you guys. As I'm preparing, I had a moment where I was like, Oh, thanks, Dan. Give me the message to give them the tools to make 2021 better after a year like 2020. Way to, way to give that one to me. The pressure of this message is intense because let's just admit it, 2020 was a rough year, right? I, I, I had a rough year in 2020. I think everybody had a rough year in 2020. And uh, you know, let me know, have you, have you ever said the phrase, this is my year? Anybody ever said that this is my year? No, just me? Okay, I'll, I'll preach to myself then. Um, you know, this is my year. This is the year I'm going to lose weight. I've been saying that for a lot of years. This is the year. This is the year uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink a gallon of water a day, you know, and that lasts for like one day. You carry this big old jug around of water. You know, I love January 1 because you always see people carrying this big jug of water around. You know, and then like by January 10th, they don't drink a cup of water a, a day. You know, it's like this big old jug. Or maybe you've heard this phrase, this year is going to be different. Anybody ever said that? This year's going to be different. I'm going to be different. Situation's going to be different. And I think a lot of us have been saying this phrase, I cannot wait for 2020 to be over. Anybody said that one? Yeah, I can't wait for it to be over. But here's the thing. Uh, I, I, I had to contemplate this. Um, I wanted to come up and just preach a message, you know, about how great 2021 was going to be. But then I said, what if 2021 is not different? What if it's not different? The only thing that changes from 2020 to 2021 is the number one. It still dates on a calendar. It's still Monday through Sunday. There's still 24 hours in a day, and there's still seven days in a week. It is still just a year. What if 2021 isn't the answer? What if a date change isn't the answer to our problems? The reason we get excited about the new year every year is because there's a new hope. There's a, there's a new hope for something new. There's, there's this new, like, a fresh start. A clean slate. Like me and my wife do this every year. Uh, like sometime between Christmas and New Year's, we'll sit down and we'll say, what are the five things we're going to focus on this year? What are we going to change? Like we could have been having this conversation all year, but we're like, now it's time to start. January is here. Fresh start. There's a new hope. But here's the truth. The new hope doesn't lead to change unless we develop new habits. Unless we develop new habits, that new hope is not just going to change things magically. See, the heartbeat, I think, for this year in 2021 is we need to develop the habit of trusting God and following his will and responding to him. Amen? We need the habits, we need to trust in God and respond to him this year. When he calls us to things, are we going to choose to respond or continue to play on the sidelines? So I'm going to do a little something because a lot of people, um, when, they, when they make their New Year's resolutions, the thing they talk about is running more. I'm going to run. I'm going to get in shape. Uh, you know, that's not one of mine. Um, but... Uh, I'm going to run more. So we're going to focus kind of an idea today, this idea of a track and field team, a running relay team. We're going to focus on four points because there's four people on a relay team. And just if you don't know what a relay team does, one of them runs, 
And he holds a baton and he hands off the baton to the other person and that person runs. And then again and again, they finish the race together as a team. And we're going to be talking about four points, one representing each runner. And we're going to be looking through the book of Exodus chapter 14 today. We're going to be in Exodus 14 the whole sermon. So I'm not going to make you jump around. We're going to be in Exodus 14. We're going to dive through that. And we're going to be looking through the lens of the Israelites. Now, just to set the stage for this, the Israelites were just rescued from slavery out of Egypt. Moses has led them out of Egypt. After 400 years of slavery, they're finally free. This, for every single person leaving Egypt, this is, they have never experienced freedom. Their past generations and generations have, but this group has never experienced fr freedom. They've always been a slave in Egypt, and for the first time they're free, and in Exodus 14, they find themselves at a spot where they're hiking through the desert and Pharaoh changes his mind. He, 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 he made the decision to let them go. After the plagues hit Egypt and all this stuff happened, and the angel of death passed through and all this stuff happened, he made the decision to let the Israelites go and then he has buyer's remorse. He changes his mind and said, I'm gonna go back after him. I want my slaves back. But in Exodus 14, we're gonna start in verse one. It says this. Then the Lord said to Moses, tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp near, okay, I'm going I'm to attempt to say these town names, Dan, forgive me uh, if they're not accurate, uh, Phi-Haroth between Migdal and the sea. They are to encamp by the sea directly opposite Baal of Siphon. Pharaoh will think the Israelites are wandering in a land of confusion, hemmed in by the desert. Focus on those words, wandering and confused. Anybody had any seasons in 2020 where you felt confused? Where you felt like you were just wandering through the desert? See, what God is saying here is our first point. It's time to get ready. It's time to get ready. Something's coming. If you know anything about running, when a runners get down their stance, I'm not going to do it because my jeans are a little too tight, but uh, they get down and they, they get down a position. They're at the starting line. They have to get ready. And at that moment, you ask any runner, they start to envision the run. They start to envision the takeoff. They start to envision where they're going. They, they remember the coaching and the training. God is calling the Israelites to get ready. Go to this place. Get ready. Get prepared. But here's the truth is they have to choose to follow God's plan or not. They have to choose to follow God's plan. They have to evaluate who is in control. We have to evaluate the same thing. Who is in control of your life? I think as Christians, a lot of times we, we would rush to say, Jesus, Jesus is in control of my life. But oftentimes our actions don't represent that. A lot of times we live our life that we are the masters of our own fate. We control the powers in our hands. The Israelites have to make a decision to trust God, to get ready, and it's gonna look like they're wandering and confused. See, there's gonna be times in your life where you're wandering or you're confused or hard things happen or you feel trapped and God's gonna say, go here. But here's why I love this piece of scripture. Or God's gonna say, do this, because what God is doing for the Israelites is he is preparing them for a miracle. He's preparing them for a miracle. He's positioning them for a miracle. Because if you know the rest of the story, we're going to read through it. But at the end of this, at some point, uh, the seas part, the Israelites walk through, and the Egyptians follow after, and the seas close on them. If they weren't in this position at this time, wandering, confused, broken, lonely, listening to God, 
they wouldn't have been in position for the miracle. I wonder how many miracles we miss in our life because what God calls us to do doesn't make sense. Or it's confusing. And we take back the reins of control. We implement our plan, what we want to do, instead of saying in God's will and being in position for the miracle to come. I, I, my prayer for this year is, God, what is your plan for my life? God, what is your plan for my life? Because I know in 2020, there was a lot of times when I needed a plan. That sometimes I would listen to God and I'd fall through that. Let's just be honest. There were some times where I did it, I tried to do it on my own and it never worked. I think it's part of the reason our years aren't changing year after year after year, if we're honest with ourselves, is we aren't ready to accept God's plan for our life yet. We're not ready to accept God's plan. We're not ready to give up control. We're not ready to say, God, you are the leader of this. Whatever you call me to, I'm going to. Whatever happens, I'm trusting you. Even if it doesn't make sense, even if it looks like I'm wandering and confused, I know you're positioning me for a miracle. Are you guys still with me? Number two, the second part of this relay race, our second runner, is this point, it's called stay in your lane. If you know anything about running and you've seen a track, there's lanes on a track, right? And those lanes are very important. If you step outside of the lanes, there can be penalties. Those lanes are designed for you to run in a specific area to get to the best place you can get and have a fair advantage with everyone else. Everyone's running the same distance. The lanes are important in running. See, but here's the truth as we're going to read in verse 10. We're going to jump around. It says this. As Pharaoh approached, he, he's bringing his army. The Israelites looked up. If you, if you have your Bibles, underline that word looked up. Because what we focus on is where we'll go. What we look to is where we're going. Where our eyes go, the rest of us goes. If, this is, if you don't believe this is true, I mean, don't try this because I don't want to be responsible for any car accidents. But when you're driving, you know this. When you look to the right, your hands move to the right. When you look to the left, your hands drift to the left. Sorry, nobody drives with two hands anymore. Uh, when, uh, <laughs> when you look backwards, your car stops because you're looking back. You, you will decrease speed. Run, like where they looked, it says they looked up. And here's what's important. It says, and there were Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. Why I say stay in your lane is so important is because when you're a runner and you're running in a lane, where you look is where you're gonna go. And I, my prayer for us in 2021 is that we will stay in our lane focused on God. Our vision would stay on God. Our vision would stay where he wants us to look at, where he wants us going. Because they looked up and saw Egyptians. But remember, God had set them free from Egypt. He'd worked miracles over and over again. So there's a part of me that says if they looked up, they saw Egyptians. If they would have looked a little further up, they would have remembered how great God is. See, our vision is important. My prayer for this year is give me blinders, God. Give me blinders so when I'm running my race, when I'm running my race, whatever comes at me, whatever hardships come at me, whatever, whatever things come into my lane when I'm running, I have blinders for you, God. I'm focused on you. 
Because here's the deal. I, uh, this is, I hate to say this, but there is an enemy that doesn't like you. There's an enemy that doesn't like us. The devil doesn't want you to succeed. See, the, the devil's not getting around with all his people and saying, hey, you know what? Guys, group meeting. Humans had a hard 2020. Let's, let's cut them a break. Let's, 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 let's pull off the gas a little bit. 2020 was hard. No, the, the, the enemy, the devil, when, when we're down, he's gonna kick us when we're down. Just because 2020 was hard for you doesn't mean that things aren't gonna keep coming into your lane. Trying to throw you off course, trying to direct your vision. The Israelites said they looked up and they were scared. It's because they saw a big army, but they forgot how big God was. Where we look matters. See, I pray this prayer every day if you have to. God, give me blinders. Give me blinders. When I'm running my race, don't let me look to the right or the left. Let me stay focused on you. Number three, the third part of this race, is you need to trust your teammates. You need to trust your teammates. There's, every, race ha, every racer has a moment where they are either handing the baton off or they are receiving the baton. And what the teammate does matters. If your teammate doesn't hand the baton off right, you're gonna fumble it. If you hand the baton off wrong, you're gonna fumble it. And not just trusting your teammates that way, you gotta trust that your teammates are gonna run as fast as you can, they can, so you can run as fast as you can. You gotta trust that your teammates have been practicing throughout the week. There's so much trust that comes into a relay race. What does that mean for us to trust our teammates? Right after verse 10, they see the Egyptians coming. They're terrified. And in verse 11, it says this. They said to Moses, was it because there was no graves in Egypt that you brought us out to the desert to die? How quickly we forget. What have you done to us bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Before I get to my next point, sometimes comfortability, even if it's hard, is better than the unknown in our mind. We, we will rationalize hard things, we will stay in bad situations because we are scared of what's coming. These people are saying, I would have rather have been a slave than have the potential for freedom. They didn't watch Braveheart. You could take my life, but you can't take my freedom. They'd never seen that movie. I think it came out a little later. But how quick we forget. And as it continues in verse 13, this is why I'm talking about accountability and trusting your teammates. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm. And you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring today. The Egyptians you see today, well, you'll never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. Moses responds to the Israelites, be still. Stand firm. Why, why I talk about this trusting your teammates is we have to ask ourselves, who's in your circle? You want 2021 to be different? Evaluate your circle. Are your friendships moving you closer to Jesus or are they pulling you away from him? Are, you, are your relationships 
God-honoring relationships that glorify God? Or is there groups of people that when you get around, you're a Christian one day, and when you're with them, you're not? Our friendships should be moving us closer to Jesus. And another thing is, do you have a mentor like Moses is to the Israelites to say to you, when times get hard, when things feel broken, when your life feels for a mess, do you have a mentor, someone in your life that's going to speak wisdom to you and say, stand firm. Trust God. Trust what he's going to do. Do you have a mentor who's going to call things out in you that aren't right to make you a better person, to have the bold conversations to make you better? One of the things I love about Pastor Dan because he does this for me. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, when I, when I first started, Pastor Dan's the kind of person that like, he notices something. I'll do something, I'll say something, I'll, I'll act a certain way. And like, un, like normally it would be a conversation later down the line. I'll be in the middle of a conversation, Dan will say, hey Shane, come here, come here. He'll pull me off to the side and he'll just give me the business. He'll tell me, hey Shane, that's not what we believe at Grace Church. Hey Shane, you're gonna change, you gotta, if you want to go somewhere better, you want to serve God better, you got to work on this area of your life. And at first it was hard for me, right? Because if we're honest, most of us think we're like the greatest person in the world, right? Like we're cool. Yeah, I got it. And then this, guy, this man just starts speaking truth to me. And then once I actually started to listen and my life started to improve, I realized that God was speaking through him. Do you have people in your life that are willing to have a hard conversation with you. To, to not, just, not just play pity party with you, not just always be your cheerleader. Because we know, let's be honest with ourselves, we are drawn to the people who just think we're the best thing ever, right? Like every time we're around, like you are awesome. That's why I have interns, because they do that for me. No, it's just, <laughs> uh, but we're drawn to that. But if we want to be better, if we want to improve, we have to create an atmosphere for people to challenge us, for us to grow. We have to have people to look up to. We have to have a vision of where we want to go. One of mine that I have on my team is my dad. My dad's actually here with us today. Uh, you know, give him a shout out, he's the, big, uh, the bald guy up front. And, uh, well, I, my dad, my whole life has given me a vision of what I wanted to become. The kind of heart I wanted to have. The kind of love for people I wanted to have. And we have to have people in our life that we have that vision for. We have to allow them in. And the truth is, is building these kind of relationships, building these kind of teams is hard. It's very hard. Because you have to be open. You have to be vulnerable. That's scary, right? That's scary. Because when you let people in, when, when you open up the real you, not just the shielded you, not just the fake you that you want everybody to see, but this real you deep down inside, you start opening it up to people and allowing them to speak into it, you're opening up for the potential of hurt. But you're also opening yourself up for a brighter future. If you want 2021 to be different, put yourself around people that make you better. Don't always be the smartest one in every conversation. If you find yourself always being the best at everything with the people around, find people that are better than you. Find people who, who do things better than you in certain areas and be around them. Another way to just build teams and to get involved is get involved here at the church. 
You might think this is a shameless plug. I don't think it's, a, I'm passionate. I think that one of the greatest ways to move closer to Jesus and to have a blessed life is to serve his kingdom. If you're not involved here, jump in. Whatever ministry that is, if you wanna be around people who have the same vision that you have, that we're going the same direction, we're working towards the same goal, get involved. You guys still with me? Amen. And our fourth and last point, probably the most important in a race, is don't quit. Don't quit. Don't give up. If you stop running, you're never gonna reach the finish line. Don't quit. And in verse 15 of this story, after they cried out and Moses had calmed them, the Egyptians are closing in. In verse 15 it says this, the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Move on, go. I, I set you up here. I positioned you for a miracle. It's time to go. Move on. Don't quit. Don't give in. I love this because it's almost like God's like, I, I'm waiting on you guys. I positioned you there. Put your rod over the sea and open the waves. It's time to go. Don't quit. And I think there's something we gotta do, and I, I do this all the time. I, I've talked a lot about this idea of the enemy, the devil, not wanting us to succeed. I think if we want 2021 to be the year we want it to be, then I think we need to develop a habit of every day falling on our knees when we wake up and praying a prayer, asking God to give me his will for my life for that day. God, help me walk in the path that you want me to walk in. Help me stay focused on you today, God. And then there's a second thing I think we need to do. This is a bold one. If we're not gonna quit, if we're not gonna give up, if we're gonna keep running our race, every morning we need to lace up our spiritual shoes, tie them real tight, get ready to run, and have a moment where we give the enemy a piece of our mind. I'm not talking just like, no, if you gotta yell in your mirror at the enemy and tell him how it's gonna be, do it. Lace up your spiritual shoes and say, today I am running my race. I'm gonna stay in my lane. Enemy, you can throw whatever you want at me. You can come in my lane, you can push me off, you can throw hurt, you can throw pain, but I am gonna keep running, I'm not gonna quit. You can throw these things at me, but you're not gonna win in my family. You can throw these things at me, but you're not gonna win in my marriage. God, I'm going to be the one that runs the race so my kids have something to look up to. They will never see their parent quit. They will never see their parent give in. Devil, you can come at me with all you got, but I am not going to quit. Come on. Tell the devil what's up. Because the truth is, is Jesus already won the race. Jesus already won. We're just running in it. I got a story for you that I think just is the perfect example of not quitting. When I first started ministry, I, I was young. I, I was like 21, 22, and I, I had this crazy opportunity to become a college young adult pastor at 21 and 22. Doesn't make sense. I don't know. I was wandering and confused, but God was positioning me for a miracle. You remember the beginning. And... Uh, 
I'm there and I'm starting and like right away, one of my college students, sweet young man, like 18 years old, gets a diagnosis of leukemia. And uh, I remember the phone call from his mom. He got sick really fast. It, it seemed like it was just like, it was gonna go from here to there really fast. I got the call from the mom on the day of the diagnosis and she said, Shane, you need to come in. He needs you here. And man, in my mind as a, a young pastor, I start to work up all this stuff and I'm like, how do I do this? How do I go in and tell an 18 year old who's on his deathbed, it's gonna be okay. God's got you. I don't know how to do this. To walk into this dark experience where everyone's hanging their head and they're sad and like, how do I do this? I remember getting to the hospital and driving around the building just praying, God, God help me, help me. And finally I get the courage and I walk up to the door. I walk up to the door and from the outside of the door, I hear laughter and like lots of laughter. And my first thought was, I'm at the wrong room. Wait, no, this is his room. So I knock on the door. They're laughing and he just is on the bed, looking as frail as can be, but he just holds his hands up. Shane, come on, come on. We're playing a game. I was like, what am I walking into? What is going on? And I was so thrown off, I just asked him. I said, hey, how are you not sad? Like, how are you not just broken up about this? And this 18-year-old man looked at me and said, I've seen God work over and over again in my life. I think he's going to do it again. I'm not ready to quit, Shane. I'm not done serving and glorifying God till he's done with me. And I, I, I want that heart. I want that. I was so, those words have stuck with me for so long. See, because the enemy only wins in your life if you quit. You control the running of your race. As long as you keep moving towards God, the enemy can't win. He can throw whatever he wants at you, but you serve the God who already conquered the grave, who already sets you free. 2021 is not my year. 2021 is not my year. 2021 is God's year to use me. I mean, if that's not your prayer, make it your prayer. 2021 is God's year, not my year. I'm going to keep running. I'm going to get ready. I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to trust my teammates, and I will not quit. What kind of race are you going to run? What kind of race are you going to run? Are you going to run a race that when your kids look back at you one day, they'll say, I'm proud of that race. It looked hard, mom and dad, but you never took your eyes off Jesus. Are you going to run a race that you wake up every day and you're motivated to just keep going, keep going? Because I have a moment of confession for you. In 2020, there was times I quit. Just being transparent. 
In 2020, there was moments where I gave up and I found myself just sitting around broken and hurting and lonely, wondering. It took hard, hard work to get back in the race and to keep running. My prayer is that in 2021, I won't quit again. I'm gonna wake up every day and run my race no matter what the devil throws at me. I hope you're with me in that. Let's pray. Father God, let us be a group of people that give you complete control, that we are available for you, God. Wherever you need us, God, we're running our race for you. This is your year. We are available. Use us. Give us blinders, God, to only stay focused on you. We love you, Father, in your holy name. Amen.